Binge the full week of The Ray Taylor Show ad-free over at InspiredDisorder.com slash plus. This is The Ray Taylor Show. Welcome to The Ray Taylor Show, where I bring you the reviews on the latest movies and TV shows, as well as classic and foreign films. I'm your host, Ray Taylor, and on this podcast, I'll be talking about all things film and television. Whether you're looking for a new show to binge or want to know if that blockbuster is worth the trip to the theater or just want to hear my thoughts on a classic or foreign film, I've got you covered. So join me every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday for new episodes and let's dive into the world of film and television together. On this episode, I am talking about the new Apple TV Plus exclusive film, Tetris came out this year 2023 directed by john s baird written by noah pink and stars taron edgerton the story of how one of the world's most popular video games found its way to players around the globe businessman hank rogers and tetris inventor alexei pojitnov join forces in the ussr risking it all to bring tetris to the masses. Uh, this was a movie that I was very surprised that I enjoyed. Uh, I heard some negative reviews. Some kind of mixed reviews, I guess you could say. So, either way, my expectations for this movie were already pretty low. Also, the fact that it's a video based on like a video game. and So, anyway, the story is interesting. Uh, I do have a few criticisms, but overall, I surprisingly thought it was a, a lot of fun. It's it's worth a watch. Uh, you know, I wouldn't say it's worth signing up for Apple TV Plus necessarily, unless you also want to binge the Ted Lasso show, which is amazing. Uh, but if you have Apple TV Plus and looking for something fun to watch, want a fun thriller type of a movie, kind of a lighthearted movie, thriller in some ways uh you can't go wrong with this movie despite a few i have a few issues but mostly i i enjoyed this movie which was very surprising very surprising my first reaction to seeing that they made a tetris movie was disgust right the film industry is so desperate to turn every piece of ip into a movie like board even board games like battleship or even Jenga. I didn't mind the second Jenga movie um, by Mike Flanagan, but they are really, you know, really, really reaching for a lot of these movies that are being released, whether they're reboots, remakes, sequels. It, it just it's it's mind-boggling uh, the the movies that are being made. So seeing Tetris was. Like, what are they, how are they going to do, like, the, the game, there's no narrative to the game of Tetris. But, of course, it's a movie about how Tetris came about, which apparently is a very interesting story. Uh, it is a game that was developed in Russia and then kind of uh, was licensed by Nintendo eventually. Spoilers for history, for real life, if you don't know that Tetris came on Game Boys. Uh then or even watched if you, if you maybe if you missed the trailer which you know i i don't like trailers but you know it's uh definitely a piece of history that i would imagine people would know unless i guess you're of a certain age maybe you probably wouldn't know maybe you don't even know what tetris is 
But knowing the film industry and where things are going, you know, was not at all excited or interested in watching this before knowing kind of a little bit about the story of Tetris and how it came about. Uh, but the fact that it was on Apple TV, like an Apple TV exclusive, exclusive kind of made me sad because they haven't had there's been a few hits i would say coda was pretty good won some i think got some uh awards uh, i loved Macbeth. i thought that was a gorgeous film and uh i'm sure there are other stuff ted lasso they have a few things here or there but you don't really think of apple tv plus i don't really think of apple tv plus as a streaming service that is really knocking it out of the park with their movies or maybe a couple shows. There are a few shows that are, are good. But so, you know, and I felt bad. I, you know, I like Apple products. I want them to do good. I want more good movies. Uh, but since I had the service, I figured, you know, why not give it a shot? And I heard a few reviews kind of mixed, so my expectations were already pretty low you know the reviews that i listened to didn't really change that just knowing that it's based on a video game is and the video game it's based on but in those reviews i realized that the story kind of interesting about tetris so i didn't go into this movie as blind as i prefer to go into movies because i wasn't expecting to watch this or review it but after hearing the reviews after learning a little bit about the this this history the story of this game and how it came about i figured yeah it's it seems like an interesting thing let's see what they did let's see i'm gonna give it a shot i'm gonna give it a shot i'm gonna watch it and we'll see and i gotta say it was a lot of fun when i watched it i was surprised i mean yeah my 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 expectations were low this isn't like some Academy Award winning film. This isn't like some mind-blowing movie on any level. But it is fun. I think it's well made. I think it's well acted. I mean, there's. I didn't really feel there were any issues necessarily. Maybe a couple issues with the, the kind of graphics that are used in this and how they were used in this, which I'll get into later. But overall, it's, you know, it, it was a fun a fun movie obviously this story it's based this movie's based on true events and going into any movie that's based on true events you have to take with a grain of salt i don't know how obviously there's there's most likely many events and things that happen in this that probably didn't happen or exaggerated which is fine i don't watch movies for a history lesson uh, you know, there's probably a bunch of documentaries about Tetris that would fill in those gaps or scratch that itch if I want to, which I do kind of want to know the actual story, the nitty gritty, and would be interesting to see how closely this movie depicts the events that were true to life. Because on, on paper, this, this idea is boring. It's a movie about Tetris, but thankfully, you know, the, the movie is heightened kind of turned into a thriller which is fun right kind of an espionage type of a thing there's spying there's there's uh deals going down there's 
There's like a, a kind of love triangle as far as people wanting the rights to this game. The USSR during this time in history is also going through a big change or about to go through a big change of its own. So there are a lot of moving pieces in this, but at no point did I feel the movie was like confusing or, or trying overstuffed in any way. Like they're really able to focus it on the main aspects of the story where while other things are kind of going on, and while those things are going on, it informs how certain characters are acting. So I appreciate it. I thought it was a well-made movie, well-acted, very fun. They turned it into a very fun movie. And I would say, you know, there's some action moments as well, which is kind of fun, is fun too. And it's, it's kind of elevated in a way, kind of goofy, almost like uh, like Weird Al in some ways. I mean, clearly not nearly as over-the-top fabricated as the weird, the Al Yankovic story was, but still kind of has that similar type of vibe where you know that some of these events are exaggerated a bit. And maybe not, maybe not, and clearly not as much, I'm sure, as the Weird Al movie was, but it has that vibe. Also, kind of, there are moments where it has almost like an 8-bit Scott Pilgrim type of vibe. Which, I, I almost wish it leaned into that more. Or or went away from it. It feels like it's try, it's riding a line where it's... It is, but it's not. And it doesn't necessarily fit in a lot of the ways it's used. But, a very peppy movie in tone. right? You follow this guy... Taron Edgerton's character who's passionate about what he does which sure I'm I'm gonna like a movie where the lead character is passionate about what he's doing he's passionate about this game Tetris he loves this game uh, he has a lot of respect for the person who developed this game right and him contrasted with the other people involved it it strikes an interesting balance they they approach this this challenge from very different ways right and he's trying to make something of himself for himself and his family while also trying to honor the creator of the game right he's a good guy trying to do a good thing and he's put in this very difficult position to make that thing happen in some ways kind of like a uh, pursuit of happiness right not necessarily he's living on the streets with his kid, but he does have a family. He does sacrifice a lot to try and make this thing happen. Um, so there's stakes involved, involved, you know? And I'm not just talking about New York Strip or Porterhouse. There are some real-life stakes involved. And all the while, like I said, the USSR, who is going through its own big changes and also trying to, which because of that, people involved on that side of the deal are trying to cut quarters, corners and, you know, get rich. Like this is, this game basically provided a lot of people with the opportunity to, to potentially get rich and, when something is falling apart like the USSR was, there's a lot of people, you know, trying to make moves 
because their position in life is going to be changing. Right? And like I said, because of that, there is a bit of a love triangle in ways between the Japanese video game company, Bulletproof Games, I think, Bulletproof Video Games, that Taron Edgerton's character, Hank, works for, as well as a UK media company that is like a bigger, well-established type of a media company. So it's like an underdog story. It's a bit of a love triangle. These two companies are competing for the this game. So it, it has a lot of interesting dynamics, right? And as I said, there is spying, there's backstabbing, there are cons, there there's a fun car chase, right? All in all, I mostly enjoyed this movie. I, I would say it's, you know, it's a it's a solid B. If I had to give it a grade, I don't I should probably talking about movies as much as I do, I should probably come up with some kind of ranking system. It's always difficult to rank movies because the you know if I'm watching like later on in the week I'm going to be ranking Polly Shore movies and it's like you know I I can't like give one of those movies that's my favorite an A because it's not in, it's not like comp- comparable to like an epic movie it's not like Gandhi right so it's weird it's a weird kind of s- s- curve that that would be graded on but I would say you know, this is a you know a, a solid B B minus maybe. You know, it's a solid movie. Let's take a quick break from this episode because I want to talk about. Are you looking to add some unique and expressive artwork to your home, office, or wardrobe? Look no further than the Many Faces series by Ray Taylor. That's me. These abstract paintings on paper explore the endless possibilities of the human face, capturing unique expressions of emotion, mood, tone, and energy in just a few minimal features. Now you can bring these stunning and thought-provoking pieces into your own space with high-quality prints and t-shirts, featuring designs from the Many Faces series. Or take home a -a one-of-a-kind original piece for your collection. Don't miss out on this opportunity to add some original and expressive artwork to your home, office, or wardrobe. Head on over to InspiredDisorder.com to browse and purchase original artworks, prints, and t-shirts from the Many Faces series today. And now, back to the show! And like I said, the only thing I had a problem with at all was the graphics. Which they use 8-bit graphics, right, to do between, like, cuts between scenes between many scenes which makes sense you know nintendo is part of this whole thing tetris and mario and all those games at the time were 8-bit so it makes sense that they would use 8-bit graphics but considering a lot of like the establishing shots of this movie between scenes when this these graphics are used is a lot of it takes place in the ussr where you know the USSR not the most lively colorful vibrant interesting forms and colors and shapes going on in in their their cities the buildings were these things very plain very monotone so seeing those types of scenes in pixel form kind of very very underwhelming it just it just basically looks like it just it doesn't there's some scenes where it works out 
like there's a few scenes where it shows where Hank's house is in, you know, uh, I think Hong Kong where they live. Where there's color and it like looks like a thing versus a lot of the establishing shots in the USSR where they have these epic graphics. It's just like different shades of gray and like the camera's moving so you see the pics. It just doesn't look good. It just doesn't look good. It just kind of looks like a mess. But there are times when it works. And then there are, like, a couple scenes where, like, objects in the scene get pixelated, which felt more like a Scott Pilgrim type of a use. Except for Scott Pilgrim, you know, they leaned all the way into that type of a look, really making it feel like a video game come to life. Where this, the moments where objects turn pixelated, where it's not just between scenes in the movie it doesn't really fit like it looks cool but it's the only time in the movie where they do it that i can remember and it just doesn't fit so it's like i would i wished they would either have leaned into that more maybe leaned into the heightened make it a little bit goofier just a little bit doesn't have to be wacky wacky you know, find some more interesting scenes to depict in pixel form. And then, you know, maybe have things, have the visuals throughout the movie kind of come in, like objects or just blocks kind of filling in a wall. Like, there's a lot of visual things they could have added to this that would have made the scene where they actually use it in the scene for objects to turn pixelated would have made more sense it would have fit versus kind of feeling out of place or either lean into it or go completely away from it just make this thing grounded and real maybe have some pixelated stuff for a you know like the intro outro of the movie but just kind of lean away from it altogether And it's a movie, which I think is kind of a plus for this movie. It's a movie that made me want to know more about the story. Obviously, you know, movie based on true events. Not going to have all the real things. Going to be heightened. They're going to change things to make it more interesting for film. So it definitely made me want to, you know, I'm sure there's documentaries. Look into documentaries to see what the real story is. Because I'm sure a documentary about this subject would be just as interesting in its own way. But as far as a movie about Tetris, I mean, it was, it was way better than it had any, had any like need to be like, it was way better than I thought it would be. Also, I thought there would be more Tetris music. Now, maybe they did use Tetris music in a way, and I just didn't notice it. Could have been. But I was really expecting... I mean, they're using the pixelated stuff, which makes sense, whatever. But it for sure would have made sense to have a lot of that Tetris music as the score. And maybe they were, and I just didn't notice it. I mean, I don't... I, I mean, this movie also inspired me to download Tetris and... Once I downloaded it, it's like, I'm not going to play Tetris. 
I liked Tetris going up, you know, of course, everybody played it, you know, if you had a Game Boy, of course, it came with the Game Boy, you know, you, people played, I played Tetris, I liked Tetris as a kid, but I can't get into any games, like, I've tried getting into games on my phone, and it's just not, I'm just not that person anymore, the only game I can play on my phone is Call of Duty Mobile, and that I have a controller for, and that I only play here and there, right? It just it's it's kind of a nice break. The, the matches only take about 20, 30 minutes, so I'm like in and out. It's not I'm not wasting a bunch of time, which is kind of one of the reasons I stopped playing video games over a decade ago. It's just if if I'm playing it, it's just gonna suck up all of my time, and I can't get anything done. If I had a day job and I wasn't actually trying to exist doing these things like art and podcasting, then I would probably, as a way to escape the reality of going to a day job, I would probably get into video games again. But as it stands now, specifically even handheld games, like I don't, it's not, I don't, maybe, maybe if the restrict act passes they ban some social media apps and all that's left is like instagram i'll probably as a means for something to do on my phone do that instead of to avoid social media stuff but either way i want to talk about spoilers a few there's a few aspects of this movie that i want to talk about that might be considered spoilers so i do want to get into spoilers so let's get into spoilers let's do that and then uh be done with this review which you know it's surprising how it's just a fun movie and like i can understand there's definitely one of the big criticisms was like people wanting it knowing the story of tetris and wanting this to be grounded in that reality of a very interesting story which i would feel is similar to people who have read or watched movies based on books where they prefer the book it's like you 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 consumed the in-depth version of that story so to see a theatrical take on that probably would leave you wanting more so i get that so it's prefer going movie than documentary or movie than i although books yeah man, come on who's reading who i've tried that's another thing i can't get into games on my phone it's just as hard for me to get into reading books i just can't it's so weird how things i used to do a lot of i just i just can't get into anymore <clears throat> so a lot of this movie spoilers so a lot of this movie is basically them trying to get the rights to this game right it's develops games developed by a guy in russia alexi everybody's addicted they show how you know he developed this thing and it wasn't like the way it was distributed was on a uh, floppy disk like just you know similar in a lot of ways to how south park started where the creators of south park made the first episode right just a one-off and it spread by people before they ever got a tv deal and this is be way before the internet and it just spread on vhs tapes people would copy it on vhs tapes and it just spread that way very similar to the game of tetris where it was just kind of people getting into it copying it for other people to check out right that that first media whether it's floppy disk or vhs tapes that first time people could actually copy media and share it as a way to, to distribute things 
So this game starts off in a very similar way. And the whole thing is like this guy, like somebody from the UK works to works for like like kind of a freelance guy, I guess, to to find new games to sell to companies. Comes across this game Tetris and they go through the process of trying to get the rights and dealing with people who aren't honest people who are trying to scam other people uh all of the kind of things that are going on behind the scenes of this movie uh makes it a, a massive mess of trying it like really kind of stressed me out thinking about the logistics involved getting the rights and all the contracts just really stressed me out like I, it's just the idea of having to license a thing specifically for different formats right they had to get the licensing for desktop different than arcade different than handheld like different than console right all these kind of very specific licensing agreements that are needed it's just like so it, it just like it gives me a headache thinking about it and then on top of that, how messy everything was in the USSR at the time is just like, get out of here. Get out of here. And like I said earlier, the contrast between Hank Rogers, our main character played by Taron Edgerton, and Kevin Maxwell, who's the son of the owner of the UK media company, where Kevin is like this spoiled brat, right? He's, He's never had to do anything on his own. He grew up wealthy. His dad created the business or whatever, however it started. But this kid, Kevin, never did anything. And every time he's introduced to somebody, he demands that they call him Mr. Maxwell. They want to call him Kevin. He's like, you can call me Mr. Maxwell. Like, that is the type of character he is. Doesn't care about these games. Doesn't have any idea how deals work. And then on the complete opposite end of that spectrum, you have Hank Rogers, who's passionate about the games, who actually knows how to code, who has respect for and wants to honor the creator of the game. Like he's trying to do best for his family coming from nothing. He's the underdog in this story. Right. And insisting people call him Hank instead of when they try and call him Mr. Rogers, which is kind of funny that is Mr. Rogers was spoken so many times. Um, and asked, despite, I mean, considering his name is Mr. Rogers, at the end of this movie, he, in many ways, asks Alexi to be his neighbor. So it kind of works out, I guess. But the contrast between Kevin Maxwell and Hank Rogers is a great contrast between completely different, like, tones and, and types of people. Right. Kevin doesn't care. He just spoiled rich kid. He's never had to do anything. Expects everything, everyone to bow down to him. Right. He's not even using his money like it's his dad's money. It's his dad's company. Right. So he has nothing really to lose. He has no respect for anything or anyone. Right. And ultimately, his dad is the one making all the deals anyway, which is kind of hilarious that like his son's going over like it's in many ways it's like his dad teaching his son how to ride a bike right and he's 
dad's like chasing behind him still got his hand on the seat but this guy thinks he's lance armstrong right that's what max that's what kevin maxwell's like like he thinks he's like some gold star negotiator type of a guy but meanwhile he's not his dad is doing all of the the actual negotiations but but kevin's going in there like he's the shit Let's take a quick break right now to talk about, are you a fan of original artwork and live events? Look no further than the Many Faces series by Ray Taylor and the weekly live stream over at youtube.com slash inspired disorder. This ongoing series explores the endless possibilities of the human face through abstract ink paintings on paper, capturing unique expressions of emotion, mood, tone, and energy in just a few minimal features. Join me every Thursday at 4.20 Pacific Time as I paint live. Follow the Many Faces series and discover the endless possibilities of the human face. Don't miss out on this opportunity to be part of the action and own a piece of original artwork by me, Ray Taylor. Head to youtube.com slash inspired disorder every Thursday to catch the live stream and visit inspireddisorder.com to browse and purchase the many faces artwork. And now let's get back to the show. Would have loved something. <laughs> Obviously, we see at the end of this movie, as many movies based on true events, we see pictures of pe the, all the people, the real people. We get little uh, blurbs about what happened to the different people after this this movie takes place and uh things don't go well for him uh, or his company so it's i guess kind of uh you know a little bit of karmic uh comeback after this movie but uh ah, nose hair um versus hank who's passionate about computer games passionate about coding has a lot of respect for alexi and uh, has everything to lose, sacrificing everything, sacrificing his house. He has a wife and a kid, right? He's he he's like putting everything on the line. This means everything to him. Where Kevin, it doesn't mean anything to him. It's just like he wants the pat on the back. He like wants to prove his daddy that he can make a deal on his own, which he's not. And even with those two guys both going at the deal, there's still so many other things going on, right? Just like a house of cards, right? So many things have to go right for this to work out. And just effortlessly, everything can fall apart. And you see there's a great scene where Hank and Alexi kind of bond over programming right he goes over to alexi's house his wife kind of grills him but i think pretty quickly find out that hank is the real deal and he's like gen a genuine person and they bond they geek out over they like they literally sit down to program and to improve his version of tetris that is like just the really bare bones version of tetris where like the blocks were just two parentheses back to back or two brackets back to back right and they're like oh like the original version only one line of bricks would disappear when you lined them up even if you had three rows and he's like could we do more it's like we should do up to four right which i don't know how true that is it would i, I can't imagine playing tetris and you like have 
you know, th four rows of bricks and you put that straight brick down and only one line disappearing. It's like, well, what do you do then? Then you just have three bricks on the bottom and it's just like you... It would make the game... It's like kind of a, a, a an improvement that seemed pretty obvious to make. But there's a lot of respect there, which I, I really enjoy. And the end of the film, you get to see pictures, which obviously Taron Edgerton way more like all these actors every even like the ugliest actor in this movie is like far more attractive than the nerds involved in getting these deals done we, unlike so many movies that show pictures of the actual people involved where it's surprising to see how accurately the casting is oh they look alike this one no no not at all not at all but also cool to see that like after this they they teamed up like i said he asked him to be his neighbor as mr rogers does and alexi's like sure i'll bring my family and they go to san francisco and they develop and now uh hank's daughter runs the tetris company it's great kind of like a great and a great story great kind of epilogue to the whole movie fun car chase and this is the scene where you see things get pixelated where you see like as they're driving and they're bumping into cars on the street they the cars get pixelated so kind of a very similar to scott pilgrimy thing which is cool but feels out of place with the rest of the movie where i mean one it's the only like action set piece in this movie which is fine shouldn't be that many action set pieces that shouldn't be like a lot of hand-to-hand -hand combat in a movie about tetris necessarily but like they could have had those details and those flourishes in other places so it's not just when they're in a car which doesn't make any sense it almost feels like in the car it almost feels like they're hallucinating right like the car tr chase isn't real because things are kind of getting pixelated which maybe it's it does that because that is a scene that was f fictionalized but still add it to other stuff right add it to other stuff have it blend in other scenes set it up right which gives it a scott pilgrim vibe but scott pilgrim obviously does it exponentially better i don't think there's there's very few movies that can harness that kind of visual style that over-the-top visual style in the way scott pilgrim did But overall, fun story, right? There's uh, the the whole, you know, everything being bugged in, in the USSR, the translator that he had actually being somebody that, that works for them, how he's kind of set up. All of those things I enjoyed, despite the fact that they were kind of f f fun, like more on the fun side of the spectrum than grounded side, which I'm fine with doing it's a movie about tetris it's perfectly fine to have a little bit of levity have a little bit of like peppiness to it so i appreciated it i i enjoyed this movie right i the the fact when i noticed 
like after I watched this movie and I saw a trailer for this movie and saw that it was rated R, I was like, the most mind blown I was in regards to this movie was finding out that this movie is rated R. Because there's no nudity, there's no sex, there's no violence. I think a person gets punched. There is a mild, like, cat fight that goes on at one point in the UK office. But I was like, how? Like, it had to be for language. Which I thought, you know, if, if there's, if a movie gets rated R for language... You would think after watching that movie, you would remember all of the language that was clearly the reason for being rated R. So I actually had to Google. It's like, why is the Tetris movie rated R? And come to find out they used the F word like 30 times. Didn't notice it at all. Not at all. But, you know, I don't look for that. I'm 42. What do I care? <laughs> what the fuck do I care? It's just, it's so fucking stupid. The MPAA is just like mind dumbingly sad and shouldn't exist and like, it, it, or should exist in a very different kind of a way than the way the MPAA exists. Uh, this group of like anonymous people that just randomly tell directors how they should edit their films in order to get a, a certain rating to make them feel better about it. It's absurd. It's absurd, but insane that this movie was... I mean, I they could have easily made this movie not rated R. Not that it was even going to theaters anyway, which is usually the thing you'd want a lower rating for in order to get a bigger audience. You know, but still, it's ridiculous. It's I'm surprised it has a rating at all. It's Apple TV Plus exclusive. So many of these straight-to-streaming movies, I would imagine, would ev wouldn't even bother getting an mpaa rating i don't know it, it's just it, the rated r thing was the most mind-blowing part of this but the story very interesting story made me want to dig into the full the full true story it also made me want to get tetris but I, i'm not going to do it um but it was a fun movie definitely worth a watch if you have apple tv plus uh, thank you for tuning into this episode of The Ray Taylor Show. I hope you enjoyed my thoughts on Tetris. Don't forget to tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday for more reviews on movies and TV shows. And join the conversation by leaving a comment or a rating on your favorite podcast platform or over on YouTube.com slash Inspired Disorder. If you are watching all of these episodes I put out in video form. Until next time, enjoy the show. New episodes of The Ray Taylor Show come out every single day. Subscribe on YouTube and everywhere our podcasts are found. Binge the full week over at InspiredDisorder.com slash plus. Buy Ray Taylor Show merch over at InspiredDisorder.com. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Peace. Ouch! Today is the day where you wake up and you realize that everything that you've been dreaming about, everything that you've been wanting, every goal and wish and hope that you've ever had can become real. Dreams can come true. What you manifest in your mind, you can bring to reality.